1: Hi, I'm Jillian Tarecki, and I am a relationship coach and teacher, and this is a little bit about me. I I grew up in New York City. I grew up in Manhattan, and no one told me at 21 that it was okay to not know what to do with your life. No one told me that. I thought I'm the child of immigrant parents, and I was expected to live out the American dream and get a corporate job and have, you know, the 401k and all the good benefits and get married and have kids and have it all. And when I graduated college, I had no idea what I wanted, and I was never really built for corporate. (laughs) And it was really stressful for me, and I spent most of my 20s going from job to job Started off in corporate and then slowly getting less and less corporate and really feeling almost like a crisis, existential crisis, because I didn't know what I wanted. I knew that I, at the time, wanted to get married and I wanted to have kids, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And that's when I, in my mid, my midish ish 20s, I discovered yoga and my whole life changed when I discovered it. That set the trajectory for the rest of my life thus far. About two years into practicing yoga every single day without fail, I knew I had to teach it. And so I did a training and I started teaching it. And that had become the beginning of my life's purpose, I guess you could say, is helping others to transcend whatever it is that they need to transcend psychologically and physically through their bodies and their breath by using this ancient tool called yoga. And I loved it. And I really loved being a teacher. And I feel that that was really sort of my strongest identity was that of a teacher. And as the years went on, it's not that I ever wanted to stop teaching, but I felt like there was this ceiling (laughs) That was a little too low, and I wanted to go beyond it, and I had no idea how to go beyond it. So once again, even though it was not like my 20s, I was sort of faced with this conundrum of not knowing what I really wanted to do. But I did know that I really wanted to be in love. (laughs) And I've always loved being in love, and I've had some really lovely relationships, and I've had some not-so-lovely relationships, at the same time, where I was trying to figure out what what's really going to fulfill me in terms of work, you know, I, I I was still fulfilled teaching yoga, but not at the same level as I was in the first few years. I mean, it was enough, but I wanted more at the same time. And I ended up meeting the man who would become my husband. We connected right away, and it was one of those things that truly, truly connected. And, you know, I had made this decision that I was never going to get divorced. And I took a year off from dating before I met him. And so I was like this new and improved, mature young woman, and it was all going to work out. And I could look at all the relationship roadkill of my past and be like, yes, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. And I thought I found my, I thought I found my person. And it turned out that I didn't, (laughs) or I did, but I did for that period of time. And it was a really tough relationship. There was a lot of things, you know, when I look back, it was just two people who really didn't know how to communicate. And maybe there was some trauma bonding there and uh, some immaturity there and just two people without any skills. And in 2014, my world fell apart. My mom, who I was very close to, was diagnosed with lung cancer, uh, stage four. And when she was given just a few months to live, that's when my husband decided that he wanted out. And I was pregnant. And this was my third pregnancy, and it was going to be a miscarriage, basically. It was very, very early. And so I was going through, uh, you know, he broke up with me over the phone, (laughs) Which is so crazy. And, you know, we've made peace with that since then. But he broke with me over the phone, and I was going through a miscarriage, and my mom was dying of lung cancer. And I remember thinking to myself, this is what it's like for everything to fall apart. <laughs> this is what it is. It was a kickoff to a very dark night of the soul for me. And now when I think about it and when I write about it or when I talk about it, and I don't talk about it often, but when I do, I really refer to that time as that day in particular as the day I died because everything was a rebirth from that moment. It was like, first of all, everything died really in that moment, not just the relationship and not just the impending death of my mom. But who I thought I was, the death of what I thought my life was going to be like, I mean, dreams, dying. I mean, it was just so many deaths, and I had to grieve a lot, and I spent, I would say, two years of pretty pretty intense grief. And I became obsessed with what makes a relationship work and what makes a relationship not work. I mean, since I was a child, I just loved the idea of love and partnership. I mean, I never thought of it as partnership back then, but I think about it as it now. But, you know, I, I just wanted to know what the hell happened. Like, why did this relationship not work? And so that started a long journey for me. And it almost felt like, to be honest, like a, like a pilgrimage, It was the beginning of my obsession to figure out really not what it takes to make a relationship work, but what it takes to make a relationship incredible, even though it's flawed, because all relationships have their problems, but just really incredible. And what I learned really surprised me, because let me tell you, the obsession has not stopped. I mean, it's been over eight years of me... Studying this, investing in this, working with the best teachers in the world every single day. My life is very much devoted to this. And what I learned along the way really surprised me. It had very little to do with luck, like I thought it did. With the quote-unquote universe, karma, had very little to do with age, or even being necessarily a good person. Instead, it had everything to do with the relationship we have with ourselves. I learned that if we want a relationship that lasts and is fulfilling while it lasts, we'd have to build unshakable courage, face our fears, and learn the skills none of us were taught in school and for many of us in childhood. I learned, ultimately, that if we want a meaningful relationship filled with connection, security, intimacy, fun, we'd have to grow up. And with that learning came these principles that I live by, that I teach, and that I coach others on. And that is, it really does begin with us. Every relationship we've ever had has had one thing in common, and that's been us. And until we can see that if we want to make any changes, if we want to gain any insight into any particular problem we're having with a partner or historically have had problems with, we have to look at ourselves. And that is going to open up a big door to a very key relationship and that's the relationship we have with ourselves within that exploration what I've discovered and what I teach and what I live by is one that our minds are a battlefield and that if we don't learn how to become more mindful of the millions of thoughts that we have a week that are not serving us, and don't serve our relationship, potentially do not serve a partner if we're in a relationship. We don't learn to be mindful of that, and to harness that, and to challenge those thoughts, question those thoughts. We are going to end up in a lot of difficult places. psychologically, emotionally, and literally when it comes to relationships. And I also learned, and what I teach, is that stress ruins our lives. Stress ruins relationships. Now, it's not just stress, it's how we react to the demands of our lives. And if we don't learn how to confront the demands of our lives or how to deal with the demands of our lives, even if we need a lot of help doing that, by the way, We are going to really struggle. Our relationship with ourselves are going to really struggle. Our relationship with others are going to really struggle. So we have to do the work. We have to do the work. We have to look deep into ourselves and look at our childhoods. We have to change the way that we look at our childhoods. We have to change the way that we see ourselves. We have to change the way we see our parents. For better or for worse. We have to change certain things. We have to deal with our stress management or lack thereof. We have to deal with whatever mental health issues we have. We have to work on our bodies. Our physical vitality and health. And We have to learn, and this is something that I teach, and this is something that I learned, we have to learn how to speak up in our relationships. We have to ask for what we want. We have to be willing to rock the boat. We have to refuse to allow that pink elephant to enter the room. And we've got to listen more. We've got to listen more. We've got to learn these skills. Another thing that I teach kind of a main principle of mine is that authenticity always wins. We, and this is all of us, will struggle sometimes, especially in a romantic relationship or in a dating scenario. But in other scenarios too, one of the oldest internal conflicts a human being has is the battle between who we are and we fight who we think we're supposed to be, who we should be who we've been conditioned to be. And some of us have been really strongly conditioned to believe that we have to be perfect or look perfect or act perfect to get and earn love. So there's so much unlearning that we have to do so that we can be brave and really be ourselves in a relationship and one of the bravest things that we can do is to be ourselves even when that means it's going to disappoint someone or even if that means we're not going to get the person who we think is supposed to be our person but actually is not and then we have to learn how to love ourselves and we don't have to love every part of ourselves but self-love is a really big part of this We do not have to be totally in love with ourselves to be ready for a healthy relationship. There's like sort of two camps out there, which just says you have to completely love yourself or you don't have to love yourself at all, you know, like, but but you can't hate yourself. And I actually think self-love is important. It's just being able to acknowledge and respect and appreciate everything that we've been through instead of always looking at someone else and being like oh i wish i had more of what she had or i wish i had more of what they had or I wish they had more what he had instead of doing that and saying wow look at all the things that i've accomplished how can i learn to appreciate that that's self love it's learning how to figure out how to feel enough cuz we will always be struggling in some way or another with not feeling enough. Inside all of us is a child who's terrified they're not enough and desperately wants love. And so we have to do the work to figure out how to feel enough, even if we don't feel enough all the time. Part of that is learning how to make ourselves happy. Fundamentally, what I teach is a relationship is meant to increase and enhance the quality of our lives, not rescue us from the messiness in our heads or the uncertainties in our lives or from our problems. We have to make each other happier, but not be the root of all happiness for each other. And that is a big one that we all have to learn. Because ultimately, no one is coming to save us. It might feel like in the beginning, when we first, in the falling in love stage, like all our problems disappear, but they're still there. It is a rude awakening when we realize they're still there. And we deserve to be with someone who makes the road a little easier for us. And we need to make the road a little easier for someone else. But the only person who can walk our path is ourselves. So I am very excited to share this podcast with you, to educate you, to help you, to maybe help you gain greater insight into your love life, into your relationship and into yourself. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production, executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson, produced by Ryan Counthouse, edited and music by Will Tendi.
0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hi, just checking in and seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so... Join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now.